Well, hello, everyone. This is Tommy, World at War Comics. Thanks for joining us today. We have another fantastic guest for you. But before we get into that, if you could please hit that subscribe button, that really helps out the channel. And hit that ring bell, too. That way you get notified every single time an interview drops. We want you to stay up to date with all the amazing content that we are creating for your enjoyment. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by CN Chili's. Go to cnchilies.com, C-I-E-N-C-H-I-L-E-S.com. Go there to pick out all your favorite hot sauces. I'm telling you, it's the best hot sauce you will have ever. And if you use comics at checkout, you save 15%. So you'll be supporting an amazing family in their small business here in San Diego. Um, and you'll be tasting some of the best homemade hot sauce you've ever had in your life. Go to cnchilies.com. 15% off when you use comics at checkout. Um, also, one of our partners is Comic Crusaders. Check them out. Go to comiccrusaders.com to get all your comic book reviews, movie reviews, music reviews. They even have incredible interviews with some of the best in the comic book industry. So check out Comic Crusaders. All right, without further ado, my next guest is Malcolm McFadden. He is the owner of 615 Comics, and this is their newest comic, Evora Lee. Um, incredible comic book action um, packed. The art is absolutely fantastic. Check it out. 615 Comics. Make sure that you're following them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, but amazing. They actually have a current Kickstarter right now. It's called King's Domain. Go to Kickstarter. Type in King's Domain. There's 10 days left, um, and you could be a backer there and uh, get your comic um, through Kickstarter. I'm telling you, this comic book company is awesome. I love the storyline. Their art is incredible. Make sure that you're backing them and supporting them. All right, without further ado, here is Malcolm Amai. I hope you enjoy. Thank you, everybody. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to World at War Comics. We have another amazing uh, show today. Today, we got Malcolm McFadden. He is the owner of 615 Comics. And man, I just I just entered into the 615, Malcolm, and I was uh, very happy um, with my first comic into the entrance. Um, yeah, I got uh, Evora. I think it's Lay, right? Is that how you pronounce it? Lee. Lee. Yep. Yeah. So, man, this was dope. The art is insane. Her powers are incredible. Like, I don't want to give it away, but it was a lot of fun. I've been following you for a couple months now, and uh, everything looks top notch. So, yeah, you got me, bro. I'm going to have to like dig in and start buying some comics. And so I can start, you know, understanding the universe that's been created. But uh, before we get into that, man, how are you doing, Malcolm? Everything good? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's been a great year, you know, uh, getting 615 Comics started this year. So it's been a it's been a, a great journey and it's been a kind of, you know, up and down roller coaster, but it's been mostly up. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, you know, we all want to make a comic book. Uh, I don't think we realize how hard it is to do a comic book until you do it. Right. And how expensive it is. Right. I mean, it, it's like easy on one side because everything's readily available to do it. But man, the cost, the time, the storyline, working with artists, all that good stuff, man. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, definitely. It's de it, uh, like you said, you don't think about it until you jump into it. Like all the things that you would need to make a comic book. Like you read comic books your whole life. And yeah. then you don't even think about what goes into making it. And then once you get into it, it's like, oh, okay. This, yeah. is, this is like real work here. This is something yeah. I'm really going to have to, you know, put my head down and do. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to get into all the business side of it. Um, and I, to be honest, I'm I'm shocked uh, that you just started this year, man, because I, I feel like you've accomplished a lot in a short period of time with a, a comic book company, which is quite impressive, man. Yeah. But before we get into that, man, maybe we could just kind of go back, Malcolm, and you could kind of share, like, what was your entrance into comics, man? How did you get into comics the first time? And do you remember, like, your favorite comic growing up? And what kind of impact that had on you even to this point? Okay, so real that's kind of real easy for me. So when I got into comics, it was real early on because I have older brothers who are uh, much older, 10 plus years older than me. So they had a whole bunch of comics when I was a kid. Like they had Captain America. They had the Weapon X comics. Like they before they even had like the X-Men, they had just simply Weapon X comics that was just Wolverine. They, of course, Batman. Um daredevil so that that was my like entrance into comics and i remember as a kid like batman was always my favorite batman was always the one i went to because you know who doesn't like batman you know he shows up at night beats up criminals you know he has a whole (laughs) bunch of money you know so he was always one of my favorites and then so that it was my you know way into comics and then once i got older um once I got older and was able to like buy my own comics, like I got an actual job and stuff and I wasn't broke anymore. I think that was around new 52. I think like DC was on their like new 52 run around that time. And I believe Marvel was doing the all new, I think it was like the all new Marvel or something like that. Yeah. 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 It was one of their reboots. Yeah. I think both of them were like rebooting around the same time. And then that's how I kind of, that was my, like when I became an adult and could buy my own comics, how yeah. I like jumped into those. And so though new 52 really kind of shapes my, like, yeah. uh, how can I say like style of comics that I like. Right. And then uh, that kind of just branched out to me going from, you know, like DC to Marvel to more like indie comics and just like really branching out to a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the new 52 Batman, how it started, man, it was fire, man. You got Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo on art. I mean, come on. Right. And then that, what was it? It was the, um, the owl, um, that the owl. yeah, exactly. Court of owls. Right. I mean, that is an amazing story. Um, in itself. So what a what an amazing way to kind of enter in on your own into Batman, because that was for me, at least I don't know if you felt the same way, but that was such an amazing story. And I thought Scott Snyder and Greg Capui were such an amazing team for that run that they had on the new 52. Yeah, it was great. It was like so like I said, it was kind of like me coming back into comics as a adult and able to buy it myself. So like yeah. um and not reading other people's comics. And so that one was great because you know, like the art was great and it was a it's an easy story for like even if you're not like even if you haven't been in the comics for a while, it was it's yeah. an easy story for you kind of just jump on. If you know a little bit about Batman, that's all you really need to know, and you can jump right into Court of Owls and just go from there. So yeah. that was that was real easy. That's cool. That's awesome, man. So then, uh, you know, after, you know, you go through and Batman obviously has this impact on you. It seems like you're more of a DC guy growing up than maybe a Marvel guy. And then you got into Marvel a little bit later. What, did I get that right? Yeah, definitely. So uh, I definitely because Batman was always my favorite. So Batman and Spider-Man were my favorite. Like Spider-Man was mostly what I had from Marvel and some other little and uh, other comics. But uh, once I started started out with DC, branched into DC and Marvel, and then from that, you know, went into like 
oh, I want to find more comics that aren't just in this, you know, these big two, which went to going to indie and then going to like, you know, Kickstarters and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. When uh, when was the first time that you uh, maybe thought in the back of your head, like, I have a story. One day I would love to do a comic book. Oof. You remember that? If I can pin, I don't know if I can pinpoint because I've been creating characters for like ever, like you know, oh, like because like you know, just being a nerd and into comics yeah. is just like com uh, characters coming to you all the time, just like awesome. random characters. But I would say, I would say more so like when I thought like you know, hey, I need to write these stories down and like get these out of my head. I would say a little bit before it's. The time frame is kind of iffy because the pandemic, but I would say either around the pandemic or a little bit before the pandemic, yeah. I started kind of like writing these ideas down. That's cool, man. And then growing up, it, you said you kind of played around with characters. Were you drawing your own characters and all that kind of stuff? So no. <laughs> so are, are you I, an artist? Like you got that 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 skill set as well, or no? I'm trying to. I am right now. I'm in the process of teaching myself how to draw. Like I can draw like a little bit, but yeah. I can draw like some. What I've done before, like as a kid, stuff was like the faces, like just yeah. the face, like like maybe like the person have like some scars or like their mask or stuff and stuff like that. But once it gets to like the body, it's just <laughs> that was just out of my hands. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm in the process of teaching myself now. So. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not an artist. I leave that up to the people, you know, yeah. who are good at it. <laughs> I'm not an artist. I mean, I wish I was, I've tried. Yeah. I just, whatever reason, I don't have that skill set. but from a storytelling standpoint, like at what part in your life did storytelling become a passion for you? Um, storytelling. So I, so I also am a, I also am a musical artist. I also rap and I do poetry oh, okay. too. That's so, helpful, right? Yeah, so that kind of started when I was like 14. So uh -huh. that kind of storytelling through that became a thing. Like sure. kind of more so became like, you know, life stories, like things yeah. I go through. Absolutely. And like really like comic book stories. But yeah, yeah. It's like that writing kind of started with there. And, you know, just like mm -hmm. I said, like once like a little bit before the pandemic is when, you know, really trying to write these characters and these ideas down and create yeah. this universe. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Well, that's cool. I mean, I, I think music, rap is a perfect way to share your story. And then mm -hmm. I, I think it does build an amazing skill set for something like comics, right? There's a lot of things I think that you could relate to, right? Between the two. Definitely, definitely. And um, it kind of, especially, it really goes hand in hand, especially like being a Wu-Tang fan. Like oh, a Wu-Tang fan, like, you know, yeah, they yeah. were always using like comic book references and stuff For like sure, that. Yeah. So it definitely goes parallel. Cause I always tell people like, uh, I tell people like I use kind of the same brain that I use, same part of my brain that I use for like yeah. writing comics as to like write a song. Yeah. And like, it's like the same feel or it pulls from that same creativity to do All that. Right. You know? So they kind of really go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. All right, so we get into six fifteen. Where? So you got to share with me what is six fifteen? I gotta know, man. So the six fifteen actually comes from uh, it's a so when around when I was like maybe like twenty one to like twenty two, um, I had this I had this like group of friends and we all meet at my uh friend's house. Um, he lived on his own in his apartment. I mean, uh, his uh townhouse number was six fifteen. 
Oh, so, cool. So like we would do that, we would go there, do a whole bunch of stuff that you probably shouldn't have been doing. And <laughs> you know, we would get we would do we would make music, we would do a whole bunch of creative stuff. It really became like uh it was more musical, like came like a jam session. Like people would come over with different instruments, like we would have times where they would just play and we would like rap over it and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's awesome. It really became like a hub for like just creativity. Right. So he it, after he ended up committing suicide and so i kind of took that name and like that time and wanted to like keep it you know keep yeah. it going like uh you know bring some good to it sure and so that's where 615 came from yeah yeah well sorry to hear that i mean yeah. but man what a, a great way to keep the legacy going though that's pretty awesome yeah definitely that's cool man so then we jump right into 615. Um, what's your first title under 615? That is actually what you have right there. Oh, this is it right here. That, that, was, that was my very first title, Avoidly and No Breed. Well, I mean, I mean, we'll get into the story, but I'm going to open it up. I don't want to give away the story. We want people to go out there and purchase it. But the art, you know, we could at least start there, right? The art is fire, man. I really yes. enjoyed the art. The storyline obviously is amazing as well. But uh, yeah, man, I was super excited to get this in the mail too. I did a little video, but yeah, I mean, the look at the art on that thing. Yes, really shouts to uh, Pitch Comic Art on um, Instagram. Pitch Comic Art is the artist for this. Okay. Uh, me met through Instagram, and then we he we grew our relationship through there and working on this project. And it was yeah. great working on this project with him. It was so great. Like he. He understood what the things out exactly what I wanted, you know, like yeah. without even me having to say it most time, like I would share the script with him and he would he would just bring it to life. Like yeah. it was so easy to work with him. That is so cool. And we're going to figure out what that thumbs up is, but it seems to come at the right time. So <laughs> the computer agrees with you. With Malcolm. I have no, It's so weird seeing it. Like it's so distracting. I have no idea what that is. I did an upgrade everyone. And now I got thumbs ups, I guess. So I guess right. it's so, <laughs> so weird, but oh man, that's awesome. What a great uh, entrance into the 615. For some reason, I thought there was another title, but it might've just been some art that you shared that I thought it was maybe another title, but Man, that's awesome, man. So you you have Evora Lee as your first title, man. Um, I saw that coming soon, issue two. Are you already kind of working on issue two right now? Or what's what's uh happening next with 615? So issue two right now, um, right now at 16 Comics, we're producing some other comics right now. So okay. that are in production at this moment. So nice. we're doing this right now. But at the end of this year in December, uh, me and Pitch Comic Art are on Instagram. Me and him are going right back into producing issue two. So issue two is already written up. It's already, you know, prepared and everything. We just have to start production on it. Yeah. So now we'll start later on this year, which I cannot wait for. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So can you kind of share with us 615? Um, you started it, but do you have some other creators that are are working with you at 615? Or is it just you at this point? At this point, it's just me uh, as the writer and creator. And I'm just working with different artists to like make, make this all come true. But right yeah. now, it's just me. Uh, I kind of want to like, you know, get these. I want to do branch out and work with other creators. But um I'm a real impulsive and I have ADHD. So, <laughs> I, so focus, I need to, I'm, my whole life is try to focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, so right. yeah. I want to bring, 
like <laughs> these comics and these uh this universe to life and then i definitely want to branch out and work with more creators yeah. and you know collab and stuff like that yeah yeah so what's your vision long term for 615 like where do you think you see yourself maybe in like five years with uh with your brand so I would love to say I want to be bigger than DC and Marvel. That's yeah. what I want to say. <laughs> for sure. I mean, you, you got to say it for it to come true, right, man? You have exactly. to speak things into reality. Yes, we do. We have to speak into existence. Exactly. But more, more realistically, I would just want to, for 615, just to have, you know, like a steady, uh, we have like a steady release of comics. Like, you know, like I have millions of ideas in my head, different series that I've written out. And I would love to, you know, start getting some of those done too. But once sure. I get this universe with these characters up and going, I yeah. want to get that, you know, more, more. So it's not, how can I put this? Not like you're not waiting a year for yeah. another book, you know? Yeah. So I want to get it more to where it's more streamlined. Sure. And, so in five years, I would definitely want that. I want to have it more streamlined. Then I can start to, you know, branch out. Exactly. Yeah. Not easy, man, to get the fun scraped up and everything. Like right. Get things going, man. Uh, I have the same problem myself, my friend. So uh, I, I feel that. But that's awesome, man. I'm glad to see that, uh, um, you know, you got a, a good plan to bring out some pretty amazing uh, titles. Are there titles that you could share? You're not ready to share those yet. Uh, oh, I that you're working on. Oh, I'm definitely ready to share. So there's some titles. So some of these you probably won't see for a little bit, but uh, in 2024, well, right now on, we have a Kickstarter out right now for our second series, The King's Domain, which we're fully funded on that. So that will be coming out too. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, right now we're working on Improc. That's a work in progress right now is a series that I'm really excited. Well, I'm excited about all these series, but sure. I'm really excited about this one called Hellhawk. This series that I'm working on right now is kind of my my uh homage to image 90s image comics because I'm definitely a fan of, of 90s image comics and so this is kind of like my homage to that and nice. it's real it's a visual story it's real bloody it's a lot of action colorful characters you know yeah, that's yeah. one series that we're working on and there's another series uh that is also kind of like. It's the series that's most me in it because the character in it is kind of me as a as a younger version of me. Oh, okay. So like that series called Legacy, and that will also be coming out next year. Both of those titles wow. will be coming out next year. And I can't wait for people to read those. Yeah. The Legacy, especially because it's well, Legacy, I'm kind of, you know, a uh, little uh worried about because it's a lot of me. You feel me? Like Yeah, yeah. You know, it's more like, of your story. Like, is it is it following your life story type thing? Not in a not in a. It takes parts of my life and then, but kind of switches them. You yeah. know, it's still it's still a lot of me in it. So it's yeah. kind of like my most personal book in a way. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, a bit vulnerable, right? To put something like that together, right? Definitely, that def real vulnerable. Like, definitely, I'll probably cry good a lot when that book comes out. So, yeah, so. is it a superhero comic book, or is it more of just a like a thriller, a, just or just a story about a person that you could relate to because it has parts of your life into it? So, it's so if you take superhero and that very last one, like kind of just a story about somebody that takes parts of my life into it. If you mix those together, that's the perfect way of saying it. It's yeah. definitely like a it's a another vigilante story, yeah. and 
it's to give it more of a context, the vigilante story about a father and son who the son who develops these powers that are inherited from his father. Mm-hmm. So like they had the, the powers passed down from father to son over generation to generation. Yeah. So he gains these powers and then he becomes like a vigilante, but his father's kind of against it. Oh. So there's a lot of stuff in there that is, comes from my life and that I put in there kind of to be like a superhero story. Yeah. Awesome, man. What man, you have a lot of things that you're going to be trying to accomplish in the next year, man. That's that's pretty impressive, to be honest. I'm impulsive and I have ADHD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did see King's Dominion. Uh, um, and I'm glad that uh, everything worked out on there and that's being funded. I did, I was a backer of that, so I'm I can't wait for that one to come too. So hey, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited, man. I I I, I really mean it, Malcolm. I, I love the art. The story was awesome. So uh, you got me sold, man. I, I'm I'm a fan for sure, for sure. Hey, thank you so much. It's been it's this whole journey has been really incredible. Like just yeah. starting out this year, and then meeting people like you, and like I, like you talked about Wise Acre Comics. Like this, the I've seen, which was kind of it's it's kind of weird because jumping into like this whole comic scene, uh, I saw a lot of like, you know, on Twitter and Instagram, people's horror stories about, you know, like people in the comic scene being jerks or, you know, just not being welcoming. But so far, like I've met people like you, I've met people like wise acres and everybody's been, you know, welcoming and really cool. So that's been great. No, it's, I, I love the indie community again, you know, Everyone says they want to stay away from politics and they just want to enjoy comics. And then you come into like a comic realm and they're doing the exact same thing they're doing in politics. So everyone's kind of divided here on this side. You're like, dude, I just, where do, where do we go to get lost? Right. And comics right. is a place to get lost. So I'm not going to be a fan of your comic if I go to it and I'm just re-listening to the news or something like that, that I'm trying to escape. Right. I want to have a really nice story with some amazing art. And I just want to forget about everything for 15 to 20 minutes, however long it takes me to read the comic. And then all that stuff's going to bombard us. Right. But you got to have exits, right. Um, Or you'll go crazy. Right. There's just a lot of bad stuff happening right now in the world. And man, I I just love comics because, uh, yeah, I just get lost, right? You're you're in it and you're just in this other world and you're getting captured, um, you know, through the story. And then all of a sudden it's over and you're like, oh man, I'm sitting in a Starbucks. <laughs> I forgot where I was at for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? I love that feeling, man. Like I was, I had a um, physical therapy today because I had some surgery on my back. So I had to be there at seven this morning. And so I, I got up pretty early and I got to the Starbucks around 5.30 and I pulled out some comic books and I laid them out. And I was just trying to catch up on everything, man. And then all of a sudden my alarm went off and an hour and a half went by and I'm like, oh crap, I'm at Starbucks. I forgot where I was at, man. I was just into it. You know what I mean? And I love that feeling, man. That's what comics does for me, you know? Um, and, and probably for the same for you, right? You get into yeah, that first time you you have the money to buy your own comic and you get in the new 52, man, you get lost in the story. And I don't know. I just love that about comics, man. That That's my escape. No, I 100% agree with you. Like, the same thing has happened to me plenty of times. And, like, that also, stuff like that it would made me kind of want to, like, you know, make comics. Yeah. Like, especially, like, so, especially with you said, like, an escape. So, with me, especially being, like, a black black writer and yeah. making black characters. Yeah. So, and so, a lot of times, you know, with, especially that with what we go through as black people sometimes comes into our comics, like, which yeah. is good. Like, the, our struggle needs to be shown. Yeah. But also for me, what I wanted to do with my comics is 
not so not so much show like the struggle that we go through. I kind of wanted to show just like black characters that were just black characters. Like, you no, know, like we didn't have to like you didn't have to see like, you know, police brutality or slavery or anything. Not right. not a knock to anybody that does put that in their comments because, you know, that's stuff that we go through. You know, that's the story sure. that's going to be told. But at the same time, I want to, so when you have that and then you can have, you come to me, you can yeah. be like, hey, I want an escape for 15 minutes. I just want to see this black girl with yeah. powers, you know, to generate energy. If you ask for 15 minutes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to make, yeah. you know, my, my side of comics and you know, people can come to where you still see these black characters. And but you kind of get an escape from the reality and you go into more of a fantasy world, you know, where, you know, people have powers or they're doing crazy things, being vigilantes, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. I I love it. I love it. And um, I'm glad that 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 ability for you to be able to release these stories is Mm -hmm. happening in comic books. You know what I mean? Because obviously it was happening in music for a while. Um, but now I'm happy that it's happening in comics because this is my thing right here. So uh, right. I get to hear your story through a comic, which is awesome, man. Uh, that's that's beautiful, man. Let, you know, you you mentioned being black. You mentioned, you know, black leads in comics, man. How important is that to you? And growing up, did you feel like representation was taking place in the comics that you were reading enough for you? Or was there a big lack? And that's what's driving you to create something on your own with black leg um, characters? That's a very good question. That's, so uh, that goes into a lot of why I've created comics. So um, with me growing up, reputation is really, is very important to me. It's very important to me because just seeing somebody like you, like yeah. I, I didn't really notice it for too much until I read this one comic and I started reading it in my own voice because the character, like the, me and the character were very similar. So yeah. I believe it was, and it was part of New Fifty Two. Actually, it was called Vigilante Southland. Uh, it was DC, yeah. and it was like, it was like this. Uh, it was like this new character that they had, and then he, me and him were so similar. Like, and I started reading the 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 comic in my own voice. Like, I started hearing my voice in the head when he would speak, and yeah. I just like that is so dope. And then, of course, some of my favorite heroes are Static and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. representation is really important to me. Yeah. So, and with your question, I felt like there was a big lack especially yeah. from DC and Marvel. Like, not saying they don't have good black heroes. They have great black heroes. Sure, yeah. Their most famous ones, the ones that they're going to push more are, you know, of course, the Batmans, the Spider-Mans, the Supermans, which is fine. These are their money makers. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to push. I'm not mad at them for that. Yeah. So, but there was a lack. So that led me to go into finding indie uh, creators so yeah. like, that's where you know, like the Godhood comics, Wise Acres, uh, Concrete comics, uh, yeah. freestyle comics, all of them kind of became. That's who I started looking for. And then you know, seeing those, yeah. being like, man, these are people just like me that had a dream of making comics. They wrote their ideas out. Like, why can't I do that? You know, like why can't I write my ideas out and you know bring my story to life just like these people did? Sure. So representation is very, very important to me, and so. And in, because of that in indie comics, I'm very grateful for indie comics because now it's like five years ago, I was really hungry for representation. Now it's like, I don't even got to really look for it. It's just there. Like, it it's it's like if you, I tell people all the time, if you, especially people that are in, especially black nerds, like blurs and everything, I'd say yeah. like, bro, 
D I love DC and Marvel. They're great. But if you're looking for, for you know, some representation, why don't we look for people like us who are, you know, making it, you know? And then so that that really the indie scene has really opened up a lot, especially with me as a fan. As a fan, not even a creator. Yeah. As a fan, like there's so many books I can read right now that are dope, that are, you know, that have black leads or not even if it's not even black leads, like there's still indie creators that make dope stories. So yeah, it, especially with the creative side. So that really has been dope part of this journey. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I've been, you know, very fortunate to be able to interview some of these other creators that you mentioned, like concrete with Lonzo star and yeah. Tyler Martin with Godhood. And yeah, I mean, they're just, such fantastic human beings and you know your story matches theirs right they love marvel they love dc um but that representation was lacking it was there but it was just lacking and it wasn't at the forefront of the focus of dc and marvel because they had other characters that they were pushing that they like you said it's their money makers right right um, so that that hunger and although, although you could look at that as a negative, which it is, I don't want to say it's not because that is a negative. There should be more representation there. But because of that situation, we do have a 615. We do have concrete, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. if that representation was there, which it should have been um, at the forefront, um, so that way more people could relate to those characters and also have a writer that has the same voice because the other concern that some, um, you know, black creators that I've interviewed have said is even some of those black creators weren't written with a black voice. Right. And so, right. you know, you try, like you said, you try to put your voice, your way of speaking as you're reading, but when you're reading it, that's not how I would speak. Right. So, so even though you had this black character which is amazing right it was still being written someone by someone who wasn't black so that that voice wasn't there the picture was black but the person wasn't black that i was reading right so exactly. I, I don't think that makes sense right so all of a sudden because of that situation man we're blessed with concrete godhood like there's so many amazing indie creators that um are black creators with black leads that now you have all this amazing representation that are taking place in indie comics um, and although you would think that DC and Marvel would be in a better spot in that area, we don't actually have to have them do that because all this other, you know, writer creators have popped up on the scene, which I think is fantastic. And we might not have had that if Marvel and DC did it right the first time. So their mistake has been a blessing on the indie scene because man, I I'm like, I'm a huge fan of concrete comics. I have everything they've ever created so far. I talk to Lonzo all the time, man. I'm also a musician um, just like yourself. Right. So he, he started as a musician. He was rapping. Actually, he has a couple songs on Spotify that you can listen to right now. And then, yeah, yeah. I'll, after uh, after we're done, I'll, I'll let you know which ones they are. But uh, um, yeah, he did that. And then he went into comics and then he exploded. I mean, I, I don't know how many titles they have now, maybe seven or eight titles from seven or they eight creators. I mean, they're they killing it right now, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you have Godhood, who is now kind of the parent company for Wise Acre, who mm -hmm. now um, publishes under Godhood, right? And they're killing it with Magnus and some of the other titles that they have coming out. Magnus, if you haven't read Magnus or Wise Acre, dope comic art. 
fire. Fire. The art. In fact, the art is so good that they lost their artist to DC. <laughs> yes, I just saw that. That yeah, I just saw that. That that sucks. Definitely sucks. But shout outs to that artist. Oh that, yeah, that's so dope. But yeah, man, the mag, yo, Magnus, like the art, but not even just the art. Just how that how it's written, like Mac, yo. Man, Some of those man. characters in there are just crazy. I get chills just talking about it, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it's so so good, man. And that and that's really important in comics, whether it's black, white, Hispanic, whatever it is. You gotta have really good art, and you have to have a really good story. I don't care who you are, man. If you're a buyer, the first thing you look at is that cover, right? Yes. yes. So the cover's gotta pop, right? The second thing you're going to do is open it. And you're going to see all those panels and the art on there. If the art looks like trash, that's the last time you're going to get that chance, right? So it's right. important not just to have representation in indie comics, but amazing representation with great art and great stories. And we're blessed to have that in all these um, companies that we've been talking about. I mean, you look at Tyler Martin, man. I, I was talking to him about two weeks ago. He was in L.A. because they're making a TV series out of The Antagonist. Um, so he's killing it. Um, Lonzo star, he's got a whole animation thing going on with his comic book. I mean, this is crazy. Um, um, David Crownson with Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. Um, he just got picked up by massive publishing, which is killing it right now with Astrobots and, and some of their other titles. And now, um, he has a director for Disney plus, and they're about to start working on a series for Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer as well at Disney. So you have all these amazing, you know, black creators and they're killing it right now. And they're being seen and people are going to them and saying, man, we got to do more with that property. So, um, it's, it's like a, a gold mine for black creators right now, because such amazing quality is coming out of the indie scene. So, yeah, we're we're blessed, man, to to have the situation that we have. And now you're jumping right in, um, Malcolm. And uh, man, it's a good time to jump in. And you got a really high quality uh, product here too, man. So uh, I was super happy with it when I got it. Um, and uh, congratulations, man. That's that's freaking awesome. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been. So like what you said with all of that, like them, everybody, everybody, you know, boom, like I was talking to somebody right now. I was talking to someone, one of my friends who's not even into the comics and I was kind of like just rambling, but yeah. I was talking to them. I was like, yo, like, it's kind of like a renaissance right now for like black artists and comic books. Like oh. it's like, I think, I think what people are really seeing, especially with, you know, like the pop, pop uh, popularity of Miles Morales starting yeah. to grow and stuff like that, especially with the Black Panther, uh, with that, you know, making a billion when that came out. I think yeah. people are seeing, like, you know, that we want, that we also want this representation and, like, we're willing to put our money towards, you know, really good quality representation of ours. So, like, I think that is really where we can really start to boom. And then I think just the people that are doing it, like, I think, like, you see, like you said, with Wise Acres, uh, Godhood, Concrete, like, you see how they're doing it. And then they're putting out quality work. Like, their their books all look amazing. Like, like, like when I went into making my own book, like, I was like, okay, bro, like, I have to, one of the things I did, once I got my book, is this is exactly what I did. So I got my book. I, like once I got my proof, I put I had it, and I took all like the other indie comics that I supported like through Kickstars, like Wise Acres. I took uh I think it was the uh the Galactic Patrol from um Godhood Comics, the new yeah. one that came out. 
Yeah, I had put I all those. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one. I put all those side by side next to my comic, like on the floor, and just yeah. looked at it. And yeah. I was like, if I was at, I had to take myself out of like being me for a second. I was like, if I was at a comic book store and I saw all of these sitting next to each other, would mine still be? Would I still think mine looks good? Would I still take yeah. mine off the shelf and go through the pages? And yeah. I was like. I was so ecstatic. I was like, yo, I feel like mine still looks as good as everybody else's. So I was like, so hyped. I was like, bro, I was because they they when it came to make comics, they were the standard for me. Like Wiseacre, Godhood, Concrete, they are all the standard for me. So yeah. I like when making it, I didn't want to do nothing that wasn't that I didn't think was on par. Yeah. Because if because yeah. if, if it wasn't on par, then like you know, then like, what am I doing? You feel me? Like, if these guys are putting out amazing work, so I wanted to be some just as amazing. I wanted to be just as good to add to like, you know, this renaissance is going on. Yeah. So they were real. They were my driving factor. They were literally like pushing my needle further and further. Like, I need to be good. So I, I, I owe a lot to them yeah. just for just them being there. So you yeah, know, so yeah. I love that. I love everything they're doing and. Everything they do, I follow it, and it keeps motivating me to, you know, keep going, push it in yeah. my own way, you know? That's so cool, Malcolm. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're part of a, a group of creators. Are, are Like you said, it's a renaissance, man. And some of these uh, gentlemen have really paved the way and opened the door for a lot of other creators to come in. And, and you know, a lot of uh, young Black creators, but even other creators, man. So, you know, you, you have this side of representation, which is extremely important. Mm -hmm. And all these um, gentlemen have been able to bring forth that representation, which is extremely important. But also just being in the indie scene and being able to follow someone who's paved the way as just an indie creator, right? So you have the Black side of it, but then you have the indie side of it. And right. I'm like... It helps me too, right? Because they are the standard. They've done things so well and they've created their business so well that, man, they, that's why I've, I, to be honest, the whole podcast, the whole reason I created a podcast is to be able to meet people like you, pick their brain and learn for myself how to be better at the, the craft as well. So, you know, so there's a selfish reason why I started it. But then on the other side, I've been able to meet all these amazing people. And to your point, man, they're all willing to open their door and, and provide support, man. Uh, it's just awesome. But yeah, it, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm rambling, but man, it's just, it's so fun to see. And I really enjoy it, man. I mean, indie comics is where it's at right now. I mean, DC and Marvel have struggled like the last two years. Um, in fact, they struggle so much. There used to be a report that came out, would show you the top 200 um, comic books. Um, and it will come out every single week. And they don't even share that anymore because there were so many um, comics that were declining that shouldn't be declining by them. And really, it's a storytelling issue, right? They've, right. they've put in a lot of things that have changed characters. And that really turns off readers of those characters that have loved those characters for a very long time. So that's one issue. The other issue is you got Kickstarter. You have uh, Fun My Comic. You have Zoop. You have, mm -hmm. what else? Indiegogo. And what you don't see in data is the amount of comics that are being sold through all these different platforms through indie creators. And uh, you can't see it on a report. I also think that's hurting Marvel and DC because the indie scene has gotten so big. In fact, I, you know, I go to my local comic book store. I have my pull list, right? So, I mean, I just got my pull list today. I only had two things today. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I got the issue one of Spider-Boy. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, the... 
the massive uh, universe. I got uh, that. That was it on my pool list. And then I go to Kickstarter and I do my shopping on there, man. You know what I mean? So that's like my second comic book store because there's so many amazing indie comics out there. And uh, I love it, man. It's just, it's it's awesome to see indie so strong. It's it's really funny that you say that because I was literally just thinking, I went through, I didn't go to the comic book store today because I was kind of, I didn't feel like leaving the house today. So I didn't go nowhere. So uh, I looked at my uh, my pull list today because I got um, like the uh, the little comic app that gives you like, you know, your pull list every day. Oh, okay. And so my lately, my DC and Marvel pull list kind of been going down and down and down. So like today I only had like three comics on it and I was like, dang. But like you said, like my Kickstarter, my Kickstarter line is is going up. Yeah. And it's like the indie scenes, like for me, uh, I don't know if this this may be the same for you too, and it may be the same for other people, but like it's kind of like I love these stories, like I love Batman, I love Superman, but it's kind of where DC and Marvel kind of aren't going any much further. Yeah. Like they'll have a new writer on that is dope that you would love to see write this character. But yeah. you know they're gonna go up against this villain. Uh, nothing kind of new is gonna happen, you know. <laughs> so, like, you're kind of just reading for the character at that point, in a way. And yeah. even when they create like new characters, that that new character doesn't really stay around too long. If yeah. they end up going back to Batman or something like that, so these indie stories are just kind of more intriguing. They're kind of new. You don't know where they'll end up. You know. You know. Mm-hmm. It could just be a four issue series. It could be an ongoing. It could be a one shot. But still, yeah. it kind of, it kind of, it kind of makes you feel like a kid again with these indie yeah. comics. You feel me? Like it kind of makes you feel like with all of them, like just it makes you feel like a kid. Like oh, what is this? Like yeah, character yeah. designs. Like there's this one. I think it's called Stray Shadow. Uh, Stray Shadow. He's on Instagram, and his Kickstarter right now is out right now. And like his character huh. design is so fire. Yeah, if you get it, it's called Stray Shadow, I believe. Stray Shadow. Stray, like a stray bullet. Like a stray cat. Yeah, yep, yep. Nice. So, like, I just look at him, like, I feel like when I looked at the characters, like, bro, like, this is fire. Like, same time when you saw Batman's first character design, like, you, like, it makes you feel like a kid. And then, so it's real dope. And especially that we have all these different platforms. Yeah. Like, Kickstarter. Um, that's the one I mainly use. That's the one I mostly know about. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's called. I think you say Indie Indie Indiegogo has a lot. So Kickstarter and Indiegogo probably have the most comics. Kickstarter yeah. for one, Indiegogo would be next, I think. And then um, Zoop. They have a Zoop, which is a little bit newer, but a lot of comic traders have gone over there. Um, so yeah, I mean Zoop, you have to pay right away. And so that's why I think Kickstarter is so strong is you could pledge and know, okay, I got like 30 days before they're going to charge my card. Right. So I pledge today, let them know I'm going to do it, but I don't have to be on the hook for financially until that time. Right. That way, if you need to save up because maybe you're doing several Kickstarters or something like that, that's there. Whereas like Zoop, Fund My Comic and uh, there's another Indiegogo, you have to pay immediately. So there's no pledging. You just buy it. And then right. you get it until the end. Um, and it doesn't matter whether they hit their goal or not. Um, so like Indiegogo, you could put in like $500. If you miss it, you'll still get whatever was given to you because you pay up front. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. But yeah, there's a lot of them, man. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of dope that there are a lot of 
you know, platforms for us indie. Because I've also seen, I've seen actually, um, uh, who did I see just read like actual uh, Kevin Grievous, the the guy who created Underworld, the yeah, the Marvel. Yep. His comic was just on Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, he also, <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing he did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he should, right? He's got a history, but some of these guys come on Kickstarter and they're getting like. Sixty thousand or ninety thousand dollars. You're like, man, that's crazy, man. Right. Yeah, he did. But pretty that's, I think that's dope that even you know, like creators who have created for DC and Marvel can now have their own comics. Uh, there's also a writer I follow, Brian Hawkins. Uh, he's, oh yeah, he's creating his own um comic book company right now, and yeah. so like, and he puts out stuff on Kickstarter. So awesome. I think he's a good guy cool. too. I've met him a couple of times. He's awesome. Yeah, he's really cool. He's very cool. And also willing to give you advice and everything too. So yeah. like he's really cool. And I like that, you know, these creators can kind of go to Kickstarter and all these other platforms and like, you know, do what they want to do and not have to be a part of like a bigger company and kind of put their own stories they want to put out, which is really dope. I mean, they they some of them probably get a raise, right? Even like the really good writers that have been consistent for DC, you know, they get paid per page, a lot of them, right? And so even if you get paid a thousand dollars a page, let's say, or $2,000 a page, right. And you got to, I mean, you're, you're making $20,000 per comic book, which is, don't get me wrong. That's a lot of money, but then you see like a, a Kevin come over with his own creation. Um, and he has a Kickstarter and he gets 65, $80,000, right. All of a sudden they're making four times or three times as much as they were making at DC for a 24, 26 uh, page issue. So um, I think a lot of people, I mean, you look at Scott Snyder, um, no longer with DC. He'll do something once in a while, but he started his own company. Yeah. Um, Jeff Johns, who, I mean, he had that 10-year run with Green Lantern. I mean, he most of the comic characters you love at DC over the last 15 years, um, the canon that's with those characters all came from Jeff John yeah. uh, because he wrote everything, right? And now he started his own line. Um, so um, James Tinian, who was with DC, and now he's doing a bunch of like horror stuff, started his. So it's like you have this max exodus of all these amazing writers that are starting their own company and then selling their comics on Kickstarter. And that's another reason why DC and Marvel have struggled because they've lost so much talent that they're bringing in other people that maybe didn't grow up with comics. Or I mean, I, I'm not going to say names because I try to keep things positive, but there was one... Um, writer, um, and they asked um, this writer, they said, um, you know, in preparation for taking on, because it was a, like a really good character that this writer was taking on the writing for, you know, how, like, did you go back and read all the issues? Like, how did you prepare for that? She goes, no, I've never read anything from them. And I don't, I'm not worried about that. I'm going to tell my story. Well, if you're a fan of that character and you know that character's history and all of a sudden this writer comes in and starts writing about stuff that has nothing to do with this character, you lose that fan, right? right? Your fan's like, I'm not buying that run anymore. <laughs> that's not that's not my character. That's right. a different character now, right? So I think that also has happened at Marvel in DC. And it's I feel bad for them because they're losing all these creators, but they're going to Kickstarter and Indiegogo because that's where the money's at. And they can tell their own story. They can be more creative and do their thing. Exactly. Which I love. Which I, love. I think it's, um, yeah. I, I, you know, are you a fan of Jeff Lemire? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jeff Lemire is awesome, man. 
I, I have I'm so far behind, but what he's doing with that Black Hammer universe, yes, like yeah. man, like I, I I I need I'm so far behind, but yeah. doing with that universe was crazy. And I believe he did that with. I, it wasn't image. Um, I thought it was image. Was it image? Is it, I thought it was it, image. Wasn't it might it? be image. It could be image. Yeah, yeah. Either way, but uh, yeah, he, he killed he, it. Yes, that is. I, I'm so far behind. I need to catch up. But yeah. I started with the first two volumes of the Black Hammer. Yeah, uh, that joint, and I really want that to be like a TV series. Yeah. One, but that's now just seen it. Maybe it was Dark Horse. I think you might be right. Maybe it wasn't Image. It, I, I was. I know it was one of the other like big indie. Like it was either Image or Dark Horse. Yeah, this is, I'm sorry to do this. This is going to drive me nuts the rest of the time we're talking. And no, back that's all good. <laughs> that's all good. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. It's just dope to see what you know these creators can do on, yeah. on their own. Yeah, let's see. It is it's popping up right now. We're going to get this right, man. We're going to get this right. <laughs> Oh, it doesn't say on the front of the omnibus one. I don't know. I was looking on, um, it came up on Amazon. That's all right, man. I don't want to waste time on that. But anyways, yeah, I thought yeah. it was image, but now that you said that, it made me think like, I don't think it is, man. I think it's like Dark Horse or something like that. Maybe. What's yeah, that? I can't remember what it is, but yeah, it's but it's still dope to see him do oh, like yeah. his own thing, you know, mm -hmm. and be creative outside of like DC and Marvel. Yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, and, and you know these these creators probably had this in the back of their mind the whole time they were writing Batman and Green Lantern and stuff like that, and they're like, man, do I do I present this to DC and then I lose the rights to what I created? Right. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of that going on, too, um, because you do. Right. I mean, and, and again, it's a business. Right. So that's no shot at D.C. D.C. is yeah. like, if you're, I'm going to publish it and I'm going to give you an opportunity and take a risk. I want some ownership in that just in case it does do well. So I get that part, too. I don't I don't think there's any reason to hate them for that. But, man, it's it's awesome to see them kind of move away, still own everything and then create these universes that are incredible, man. It is. It's, and it's inspiring, too. It's yeah, definitely yeah. to read these stories, especially as like creating yourself and like to see what and to see like especially Jeff Lemire, because my favorite one of my favorite runs of Jeff Lemire is part of the new fifty two. It was one of my new fifty favorite new fifty twos, the Green Arrow run that he did. Yeah. And I think it was like it was like it was in the middle, it wasn't the start of Green Arrow. I think it was like the middle of Green Arrow when he had like a run that was just fire. Yeah. And then just to see what he did with Green Arrow and then see what he was able to do with his own stuff, yeah, it was really dope to see. Like it was it it just had like he was able to go with go with what DC was doing with Green Arrow at that time and yeah. it's super dope. And then to see how his writing style with mm -hmm. his own comic like yeah. still fits and still is able to able to blossom. So yeah. that that in itself is really that is really inspiring, especially for me. It's very motivating. It gets my creative juices going all the time. So it's really dope. 
Man, that's so awesome, Malcolm. Well, I mean, you know, just to get back to the 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 six fifteen, man, you have four separate titles. It sounds like that you're working on over the next like you know four or five months, man. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. Man. That's awesome, man. I'm I'm super happy for you, man, to have each of those individual stories done and that you're working on the way you are. Because you know, as a fan. The only like if there's a negative of indie, which I don't there's no negatives, but there is one is sometimes you'll go on Kickstarter, you'll back someone. But because and I know the process, right, it takes a long time. You got to raise money. Sometimes it's like six months before you get the second part of the story. Right. And so that not that it's a bad negative, but, you know, I forgot by that time. Right. So then, you know what I mean? But at the time when you're reading it, you just want more. And that's the benefit of DC and Marvel. You know, you don't have to wait, you know, four more weeks to get the second part of that story. And indie, sometimes you got to wait a little bit longer. But for you to be able to bust out possibly four over the next six months to a year, man. If you could do that, you're like at the top echelon, at least a production to be able to push product out, man, because that's a lot. Yeah, it's that de- it definitely is a lot. It is definitely yeah. it's, it, especially <laughs> it comes a lot to like you know like have the focus and to do it. But yeah. like like I said, I have ADHD, so that allows me to do a whole bunch of things at once. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's my thought process for that was like I had this universe, and at first I wanted at first the first very first thought of it was to make a story where all of them were together, like yeah. uh, like it didn't branch out, like kind of like a big event type of thing. And then they branch out. And right. the thing that stopped me from doing that is like when you do a big event, which is cool, uh, but like I didn't want it to be for my universe. Is like once you do a big event, when you do these number ones, like a Vorley number one, if I did a big event, the number one would be branching off that big event. Like each number one would have to call back to this big event instead of kind of living on their own. You get what I'm saying? Instead of like not having like, okay, you got to read this big event and then go into it. Like I wanted you to be able to, these characters will cross over, but I wanted you to be able to kind of live with these characters on their own and then come into where they cross over and then, you know, still be able to bring after they cross over, still be able to, still branch out to those individual characters yeah yeah i think that's pretty smart um because when you do a like a team book to start with and then break out sometimes it's really hard to break out with each of those ones with the stories that you wanted to tell but if you start that way and bring them together i feel like as a reader reading that team book that team book is going to mean a lot more because you're going to have all these background stories for each of those characters when you start the team book. Whereas, you know, if you start with a team book, you might not understand like what makes that character tick. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I think that's pretty smart um, to be honest, Malcolm. I think you're doing it the right way. Yeah, because also personality wise, like I wanted you to, because especially with with uh, which also a thing you don't think about before when you start getting into like writing comics is like each character has their own voice. Yeah, each character, exactly. like me and you, like how I would say something would be different to how you say something, you know. Sure. So even if it's like hello, you may just say hi, and I may say hello. You feel me? Like exactly. it's still a difference in that. So yeah. at, at the same time, we're doing a team book. I wanted you to know, like, okay, this character is more of a jerk. Like, when he says something, like, he kind of means it this way, or this character is more joking. So, like, and when they do come together and their personalities do, like, start to, start to, you know, come together and, like, they bounce off each other, you will understand why. Especially even if, even, let's say, let's say you only read Avoidly all the way up to there's a team book. And then that team book is what gets you onto these others. 
you're still going to know how Avora Lee acts. You're still going to know what she may say, what she might not say, what she would do in this situation. Mm -hmm. So, and then these other characters, you, you'll start to learn them. So, you yeah. so it still gives you a, kind of a baseline to go into. You feel me? And yeah. that's kind of what my thought process was for that. But there's also, and I also think that fit my style of writing. But there's yeah. people, there's people, um, what was it? Um, dang, oh, it's, it's slipped my head. But there's there's people that have started out with big events that yeah. start the universe that mm -hmm. do it great, that do it great. Like you off jump, you know, like these characters. And I think for my style of writing, it just more so yeah. fit better to, you know, make them single and then come together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I, I'm aligned with you. I think if if I had the same ideas as you with all these different characters, I think I would probably do it the exact same way for all those same reasons. So um, not that I'm the authority of what's right or wrong, but that's what I see as being right. You know what I mean? Like that's how I would do it too. So I, I like that idea. And I, I can't wait to see, you know, some of these other creations that you come out with. And then when you get that team book, so as a fan going into it, I'll be super excited because I, I will know those characters and it'll be kind of cool to see how you bring them all together and how they interact with one another, um, which will be really unique as a writer as to like who clicks with one another and who doesn't get along right away because they're just yeah. polar opposites. Right. That's, that's a lot of fun as a writer to be able to create those like little nuances that are extremely important um, to a fan to understand how each person kind of clicks and doesn't click with one another, you know? Yeah. Me and you think a lot of like, me and you think yeah. a lot of like, cause that exactly what you exactly just said is uh -huh. what, is what I'm excited about. Like when, yeah. when, so I have I haven't written the um the crossover. I have the idea and everything in my head and the kind of like the outline of how I want it to happen. And I already have carry I already know the characters that are not gonna, are gonna <laughs> get my phone. <laughs> like I already have that in my head. Like that is I can't wait to write that out. Like these two characters just not yeah. getting along. Cause like we like uh you two as a creator, we take things from our life, you know, that we see. So like I'm pretty sure you've written into like you've seen, you know, you've seen interactions between people who yeah. maybe types of personalities that didn't click and then put yep. that into your book. Like yeah. I can't wait to do that. Like I can't <laughs> wait to do that. that yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, that's that's freaking awesome. Sorry, my medication bill uh, alarm went off, but uh, yeah, no, I. I I think that as a writer, that's one of the things that I think are really exciting, Malcolm, is to be able to bring characters together and then to develop like who's going to get along and who's not and the reasons why and and right. even like how they talk to one another and how vicious it can get. Like all that stuff, I think, is super fun, man. It's like it's like you're it's like you're you're creating the drama. It's like you're like <laughs> you're creating the drama for like a reality TV show. Exactly. Like you're creating the drama. Like it's it's, it's so yep. fun. It's, it's like it's really it's kind of like a puppet master type of thing because you're like sure. writing it but it's like it's like watching a train wreck like what you know is going to happen and then but you're the one controlling this train wreck you know yeah yeah so that is very exciting i can't yeah. wait to like make these characters <laughs> on you like i can't wait for that yeah it'll be awesome man wow malcolm i mean i tell you what man it's it's super exciting to be able to read your comic and to, to get to know you man what else like i I mean, you kind of shared a lot of the things that you're working on, but is there anything that we kind of left out that you want people to know that you're doing right now? Um, 
Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I also besides comic three, and I also do like you also do. You know, like I uh, have my channel called Yo a Nerd, where I kind of talk about indie comics where I review. What's it called comics. again? Yo a Nerd. Oh. So it's like uh, I review indie comics. Uh, I kind of started with that before I started making my own comic. You're nice. So, we'll uh, put that in the the comment section so everyone can go follow you. Oh, definitely, yeah. So especially what I do, I um. And then what I wanted to do more is more so like you're doing, like interview people, talk to people, meet people, talk about, you know, their creations and also just nerd out with people. Maybe just talk to people about comics. Like so also actors, I want to talk to you, too. We could talk to more about actors interview, but about you coming on my show so we can. You I would know, love to, man. But uh, that's also something that I do. So that uh, if that's also one of the give people a shout out on that is by Yo Nerd where I review not also just indie comics but I also talk about you know comics that I read from DC and Marvel that I like uh, and also on that show my kind of start was it was kind of give comics to like uh, normal people because yeah. you probably know in being I, in my circle of friends I am the comic nerd so like <laughs> when movies come out I'm getting text messages. I'm getting yeah. calls like, bro, what is this? What is this about? Is this going to be trash? Yeah, yeah. Should I see this? You know? So the channel kind of is for that to give like comics in layman's terms yeah. to people. So yeah, that's something you can check out that I do besides like comic creation. No, that's that's awesome, man. For sure. Count me in. I would love that. And I would love to collaborate with you, too. And we like once in a while when a DC or Marvel movie comes out, I try to create like a panel. And we kind of talk about what we liked and disliked about the movie. And so, you know, I, I have a group of guys that come on and, and, and gals. But I like to change it up to get like a new flavor of an opinion. So, man, I would love for you to even do that, Malcolm. I think that would be a lot of fun, man. You know, we oh, got I'm, Batman I'm coming gonna... up. We got the Marvels coming up. I think those are the last two of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, right. And then we go into next yeah. year. And then really, there's not a lot going on next year with like a, a real date. Right. Like Marvel has kind of moved things out. DC. Yeah with James Gunn is like more of a 2025 thing with Superman where his world starts. So we're going to, it's going to be a unique year next year um, for like comic related um, content and movies. Right. It is. Cause yeah, I was just thinking about this. I don't even think the Batman comes out until 2025. Yeah. It got pushed to 2025. You know, the strike I think affected a lot of it. Um, so, and it's still going on, right? A lot of people think the strike is over. No, the writer's strike is over, but the actor's strike, the actor's guild is still on strike. So there's no movies being made right now. In fact, uh, um, I can't remember, Rachel Ziegler, the young lady that was going to do Snow White, um, for Disney, um, the actress. And then she's also in the, the new version of the Hunger Games, mm -hmm. um, Lionsgate which is the the production company that did the Hunger Games, the new movie, the Hunger Games, they had to go to the um, the Actors Guild to get permission for three of the actors to be able to promote the movie because they're on strike and they're not allowed to promote and they gave them permission. So like everything's still shut down, which is pushing things further and further out. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we get at the beginning of the year, man. It might be a lot of reruns to be honest. Yeah, so I didn't even think about that as we thought. I mean, I knew the strike was affecting everything, but I didn't think about how we don't have much next year on date. Like, yeah, like 
Yeah, there ain't much going on. It's just Aquaman and the Marvel seems to be at this point. That's it. That's the only thing that I'm aware of all the way until 2025. And again, some of that 2025 stuff could be affected. I don't know. I know James Gunn has released a lot of information, but you know, his his run for DC starts 2025 with Superman um, legacy. That's how he's starting the new James Gunn DCU world. And then everything will kind of shoot out of that. You have the Batman, Matt Reeves Batman, but that Batman is an Elseworld, so it's not part of James Gunn. And that got pushed out just because of the strike, Um, because I do think that would have been out at the end of next year. But now they're saying 2025 because of the strike. So, yeah, it's a lot. Oh, we have the Joker. That'll be the next one that I think comes out, because they they are almost done with that. Um, You know, the the Joker. The um, musical, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, that is, I, totally, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, so that one will be out next year. It's being pushed out next year, so it'll probably be maybe second half of next year because of the strike. But I, if I remember correctly, they were almost done with all of the production of the movie. So the movie was almost complete. I think, uh, I don't know how much longer, but they'll be able to get it done at the beginning of the year, and that will probably release. So that will probably be the only comic book um, movie that's even out next year that I'm aware of. Unless somebody knows of something I don't. That's the only thing I can think of. So it's going to be a dry year, man. It definitely the the only thing I'm excited about is uh, Rebel Moon. Um, I can't wait for that. So amazing, man. Yes. Yeah, that that looks great. I can't wait for that. Oh, and also, um, no, no. Because Invincible, the season two of Invincible, the first part of it starts this week. At the end of this week, this week, I think Saturday. Oh, it's they're oh, breaking yeah. it in half, so we'll get half of it now, and I think the other half like in March or April. So, so that made that's something for 2024, but that's, that's a yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. So, yeah, it, I mean, it's it's an interesting time, you know. It, I guess it still would affect. I was, I was thinking that because it's animated, maybe like things that are animated won't be affected, but it's all voice actors though that are doing the voices, so that would cause it to be delayed if they weren't done but i know season two is complete and they're already working on season three um robert kirkman i saw him in an interview so yeah because he said he said there's not going to be as long as a gap between the yeah. other seasons that there was between one and two which exactly. i man i can't wait for that That's that is gonna- that is literally my favorite comic book um Both world yeah invincible I, that's the it's the only comic book series i have the full run of is I have every issue ever created of Invincible, man. I, I love Invincible. Um, so I was so excited when they came out with the animated series. And then, you know, they're working on the live action too, which will probably be 2025 as well. So I knew that. Okay, mm. live action. Uh, Ooh, that's going to be brutal. Oh, man, that's going to oh, be dope. Oh. You read like the first 10 issues and you're like, yeah, this is just some kind of a Spider-Man ripoff. And then that issue 11 hits and it becomes like the most violent comic book in the history of comic books when it came out. And then it just went on this crazy run of awesomeness. Um, and then you start to appreciate those first 10 because, you know, he, he was just kind of fishing and he got a hook on you and he's bringing you in slowly. And then all of a sudden, issue 11 he started reeling you in. And yeah. Oh, man, I get chills thinking about Invincible because it gets crazy, man. Invincible, I, I love Invincible because it's one of, it's one of the few comics where I literally laughed out loud while reading. Like it's 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 a hilarious comic. Like you literally will laugh while reading this comic. 
For like, sure. I, like it's it, uh, not even just the action and the art being dope, but just and it's, it's the small things. Like the mom in the comic is like his, like she's like so, she's like so unbothered by things, but it's yeah. like hilarious how it happens. Like it's, <laughs> it just was a fun story. It's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the show just makes it even better. Exactly. No, I'm with you, Malcolm. I I love that show, man. I'm I'm so happy that it was successful, um, and I can't wait for season two, man. I'm I like I already watched the Adam Eve one. You know they they released an Adam Eve one. Don't need to watch that. I still need to watch that. Yeah, I heard about that one. It got great reviews. I heard. Yeah, you you got to watch that. I think. Like I don't know how much it'll be related to season two, but they said watch that before season two. So. We'll okay. see. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you got a few days to, to get caught up. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, Malcolm, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on. I want to do this more often, man. Really enjoyed you. We have a lot in common and, and uh, I'm really happy for you and the success that you had on uh, Evora Lee. And then I can't wait for King's Dominion to be done. And then everything else that you're working on, man, I'll, I'll be there for the entire ride. Uh, and so you could count on my support, man. And then every time you have something coming out, man, come on and let's see if we can't help you with that Kickstarter and and push out that information. But uh, um, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, definitely. And I can't wait to have you on my show as well. And, you know, I can't wait to collab more. Because like I said, we during this whole conversation, we've had a lot of things in common. So sure. I think we should definitely collab more after this. Agree, 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 man. Well, Malcolm, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate you. Have a great rest of the week and uh, congratulations on everything, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you, man. Have a good one, okay? Yes, sir. All right, bye-bye.